Hello, I'm Vanessa, and this is my show, A Journey with Vanessa Chu. It's so awesome that you're listening, and I would appreciate a click on the follow and subscribe button. This is a show where I talk about shifting your mindset for better emotional health, and it's where I share some of my personal stories and what I'm learning on my entrepreneurial journey, including the struggles and challenges I face. There have been a few badass women I've met and worked with in the last 12 months, and my special guest this week is one of them, Jennifer Love. Jennifer is a money therapist, and it was actually my business coach who told me about one of her events she had at the beginning of the year, which I did sign up for, and I'm so glad I did because it was at that point um, of the year where I was talking a lot with my business coach about like my worries and my fears and anxieties about everything to do with money and Um, making money as a business owner now. So I'm super excited that Jennifer Love is here today to share her wisdom and her knowledge. And I have mentioned her in a few of my other episodes because I've been working with her to help me get down deep into the reasons I'm anxious and fearful about anything related to money, wealth, and success. But not only that, um, working with Jennifer was about figuring out what it means to live wealthy. And after learning from everything she had to offer, I cannot and will not go back to the way things were before. I won't return to my old ways of thinking that were holding me back from abundance. A note before we get to the interview, this episode contains some language that may be offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I wanted to invite you on my podcast because... One, I absolutely love the work that you do. And two, my life has been so changed in such positive ways from working with you for just a few months, like since the beginning of the year. Um, And I know I've said this to you before, but I'm so glad and grateful to have met you on my journey in my life and in my business. And I Mm -hmm. have nothing but positive and awesome things to say about you and what you do. So I wanted to start off with you and what made you want to get into this work with money and wealth. Yeah, it's definitely been a calling for me. And, and you probably can tell, and by the way, thank you for all of that. I really (laughs) received that. (laughs) I feel it from you and it's been amazing to witness and have a front row seat to your continued evolution. And so I'll take you back to the young version of me. That's really where it all started. And I was three, we lived in Oklahoma and my father was a successful entrepreneur and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And this particular afternoon, I was standing in the hallway and I was listening to my parents fighting behind their closed bedroom door. My father's punching holes in the walls and I can hear them screaming. Before I know it, he's storming down the hallway past me out the front door of the house and out the door of my life, really. And I turned and I looked at my mother and I saw her sitting there crying on the bed. So I go to her and as I climb up on the bed, I see the cut up credit card sitting next to her. And she looks down at the little three-year-old me and says, your father's leaving us. He's not coming back and we don't have any money. Dum, dum, dum. Lots for a (laughs) three-year-old. 
a lot, lot for a three-year-old. A lot for a three-year-old to, to really take in. That's what I call my first money memory. Mm. And it was a day that I witnessed my mother become financially disempowered. And it was the day that I began to take on my own money story of I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable enough for my father to stay. Mm. I'm not good enough for my father to pay child support. Right. And so I got into like so many of the leaders and, and folks that I work with, right. Do so many of us do this. We take on this. I've got to prove it energy. I've got to mm. prove I'm lovable enough. I've got to prove I'm good enough. Right. And so that led me down my own journey of, you know, growing many businesses over the years of the last 20 years, you know, getting a degree in organizational and human development and behavior and, you know, getting the accolades, growing the wealth, having the properties, you know, having the success, quote unquote, and getting to a point early on where I said, wait a minute, I don't feel any closer to feeling good enough or lovable. Mm. And I have all the quote unquote things I've in theory proven it based on how I was holding it, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel any different. Mm. And that's really when I had to go back and relook at, well, what is wealth? What's happening for me? You know, what are, what's my inner gardening that I need to do here so that I can, I, I've got some rocks in my soil and I got to go <laughs> get them out. <laughs> and I think it was really through that work. And, and we've, we've probably many that are listening have heard the, the adage that, you know, if our gifts are really in our wounds mm -hmm. and that's really been the truth truth for me. My calling, my gold has come through my own heartache, heartbreak, um, and what I've had to work through for mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that I remember you saying that about our wounds, like earlier this year. And I was like, oh, that's so good. I had to write it down. Like gold is from our wounds. Right. And I just, I loved that so much. Cause I find that so true for me as well. Um, and you, you did touch on it in, in sharing your story and your first money memory is what you said. So where else do our money stories and narratives come from? Mm. And that, oh. and that scarcity versus the, uh, and lack versus the abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. Well, we all are programmed at an early age in a variety of ways. And our money stories really come in at a very early age, right? It's our parents and what, what their money stories are and how they're showing up in their belief systems and how they're acting behaviorally with money and wealth or the lack thereof. Right. And society at large, like how, how is society saying like we're living today more than ever in such a consumeristic society. Mm. Right. The messages that we're constantly getting from advertising is we're not enough unless we have this thing. Mm -hmm. Right. We'll be, we'll be better. Life will be better. We'll be better. We'll be worth it. We'll be prettier. We'll be thinner. We'll be smarter. We'll be whatever it is if we have this thing. Yeah. Right. And, and so, and so society is also culture is also, you know, sending these programs and signals to us that if we choose to really sit with and adopt without really consciously choosing it and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, insert record scratch. Is, is this something I want to adopt? Is this mm -hmm. something that I actually believe? And I find that so many of us never pause to really reflect on that. 
And we even don't know that some of what we're believing isn't ours Mm -hmm. and that we don't actually, in fact, want to choose that or believe that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find that um, before working with you, um, there is a lack of self-awareness, right? And just with everyone who is, who has shared just within our, our own group who have worked with you. um, Yeah. We just came out of uh, those couple of months doing that intense work with you, just so much more aware Mm -hmm. of where those stories come from. And even though those are our thing, the things that we believed when we were younger and those um, money stories and narratives that, you know, we say we've taken from our childhood, it doesn't mean that we have to internalize those things and carry forward with those stories in our adult lives. <laughs> and yet, and yet that's precisely what we're doing. Yeah. So yeah. many, so many. And like you said, left unchecked without that awareness, we don't even know that yeah. it's happening. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So why do you feel it's important for, for us to take a, the, that deeper look into our money stories and narratives? Well, I'm going to flip the script on this one. And I'm going to say, Hey, Vanessa, (laughs) why is it worth it? (laughs) You know, just based on your own experience, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's one thing coming from me, but I think it's another for someone who's gone through it recently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like, what's on the other side of it for you. So I was, you know, reflecting on the last couple of months that I, had the chance to work with you and others in our group. And I don't, I just feel so different. And my mindset is so different. My definition of, um, wealth and success is so it's flipped. It's so different. And I see, um, the other side of things and it, you know, and, you know, we, we obviously, you know, but, (laughs) and I talk about this a lot in, in some of my other episodes, inner critic work. Oh my God. Like, (laughs) like my inner critic has really been a bitch the last 12 months. (laughs) So to work with, with, um, doing inner critic work and, and, and dealing with our inner voice and all of that stuff. And, and I'm not worth it and I'm not good enough. And, um, I have to do this first or do that thing first, or it's a lot of the proving yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and just after working with you, it's just been, so eye-opening and, and just with more self-awareness as well with why I'm thinking those things about money, wealth, and success. And are those things that are aligned with my values now? And a lot of those things aren't right. When I really take a deeper look at it. Um, for example, I was very hung up on, oh, well, success means that you have to make a lot of money. Like that's the only way you can be successful, but no, like under the, under the, like, if you want to look at the word wealth, all of the stuff under that is not just the physical, um, um, you know, physical money that we get. And it's, it's so much more than that. It's the spiritual side of that as well. And the emotional side of that and all of that plays into like our life, our lives. Right. And I just feel like, it for me, if my, um, my definition of success was only based on money, then I am like really failing right now, (laughs) but I, I just, I don't believe that anymore. And I just, um, 
find, I've just been finding so many uh, ways and so many things in my life that, that are full of wealth that have nothing to do with money, <laughs> like physical money. Well, and witnessing you through some of the early stages of this work, you know, I've witnessed your growth in confidence, like your self-acceptance, you know, and it's, it's when we're not accepting ourselves mm-hmm. that we literally block our ability to receive. Yeah. Truly. And because there isn't a place, there's no space for it because think of what, think of what lack of self-acceptance, lack of confidence is, it's a tightening up. It's mm-hmm. a closing off. Right. And so there isn't the space for the magic and wealth in all its different forms to come in. And, and so that's part of what I'm excited for you is like next step is the receiving, mm-hmm. right? The manifesting of, you know, the, the space that you have now created for yourself and even just putting yourself out there in new ways, which you have been um, and witnessing what's happening for you there. Mm-hmm. so quickly it does, and it doesn't even have to take that long like our ability to be in the discomfort of growing our awareness and looking at ourselves is how quickly this will go yes the more we avoid it the longer it's going to take yeah that's yeah. just the truth right and so so much of that inner critic voice which sounds like i'm not good enough i'm a failure i'm selfish i should be along further already it's my fault i should give up i can't Um, I should be over this by now, right? I'm not working hard enough. I'm wasting my life. I don't deserve the success that I have. No one likes me. I'll be found out. I can't do this alone. I can't be alone. I'll never succeed. Attention is bad. Um, I'm useless. I'm weak. I'm crazy, right? I'll just be rejected anyway, so I shouldn't waste my time. I mean, I could keep going here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But does any of that sound very abundant? No. To you? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. That's like a walls up, like, you know, it's going to penetrate me because I'm going to protect my heart (laughs) from getting hurt. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's that's exactly what we do. And, and through that, we are blocking ourselves from receiving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that because you've, you've talked about this too, in, um, you know, coaching us and guiding us that, um, it is going to be uncomfortable at times when you dig through all of that. Um, it's not going to be all sunshine and butterflies, right? (laughs) You're gonna have to get, you're gonna have to get, like you said, like, I know you love your gardening metaphors Mm -hmm. to dig through the dirt and to get out the rocks and the stones that's blocking the growth that should, that, right. That, that, that can be happening. Um, the amazing growth that, that can be happening. And I just really loved how you, you always had that focus at the beginning of our sessions with us just to like, just to, you know, ground ourselves and to prepare to be open for a little bit of discomfort, but also some awesome magic happening as well. And some awesome learning as well, which I so appreciated (laughs) because on the other side of that opening is not just the money in the bank, Mm -hmm. the growth of our assets, you know, and the ability to even know how to do all of that. Right. But on the other side of that slight discomfort, I use slight, you know, quotes uh, (laughs) is our freedom, our liberation, 
our joy, our ability to be creative and feel like we can be ourselves completely. Mm -hmm. That's what's on the other side of that. It's, it's liberation. Yeah. Wealth is truly a liberation in all ways. Mm -hmm. And if we only have money in the bank, but we are feeling fear and being run by fear in our life, we are not living wealthy. No. Yeah. And, and vice versa, right? It, it is there. They go together, right? It's, it's the four different wealth zones that we want to make sure that they're flowing and that the garden is growing in a way that is sustainable and healthy over time. Mm -hmm. So what is the one thing that you have struggled with the most or have found most challenging in your journey, specifically with like your money mindset and wealth and success? Yeah. It comes back to that story of the three-year-old me, Mm -hmm. because that proving energy took me down the road of, I've got to have it all together all the time. Yeah. Right. And working hard is a virtue because working hard is one, how I was saving myself. So I would numb out. So I didn't have to look, I didn't have, I could avoid because I was just so busy all the time. Right. But the busy was also like the quote unquote path to how I was going to be successful. And therefore really what success and how I was defining it at that time was that I was good enough. Mm -hmm. So, so part of my mindset over the years is like, I don't have to work hard to make lots of money or to be wealthy or to be successful based on how I now define it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, how it success now sits in me. Right. And, and it comes with, with flow and it comes with ease and, oh, by the way, you know, I am good enough exactly as I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do just that. And that has taken, that has taken quite some time, Vanessa, for me to unentangle from and, you know, really understand for myself a return to myself of who I truly even am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's this thing, you know, we, we hear this out in the world of kind of spirituality We've got to become nothing in order to become everything. The everything is who am I designed to be? And that we find when we take away all the stuff that's in our way of even seeing ourselves, And that has taken me many, many years to Mm. get to. Yeah. And I really appreciate you sharing that. And also um, if you've never worked with Jennifer before, like, She's just, you, you're just so um, honest and sincere about just where you're at in your journey too. And you're like, Hey, I don't have it all figured out. Like we're all figuring out shit together. Right. <laughs> but I love that. And I, and I, it's just so um, it's just so real. And it's just like, yeah, you know, like we've all got stuff to figure out. We're just at different steps That's in our right. journey. Right. That's right. And I want it to be easier for you. You know, here's what I know. Here's what I've learned here's what I see in my work and my research. Like if this can be easier for you on your path, mm. then let it be easier mm-hmm. for you on your path. Mm-hmm. And I want that for you. Right. <laughs> <'Cause> I, know, <laughs> I know we talk about like 
sometimes we make things really hard for ourselves and yes, we don't we even do. know it. Like we're choosing the most difficult path yes, to get do. to where we want to be. Um, but mm-hmm. after, you know, working with you since the beginning of the year, I realized now, and I'm so aware of how our money stories from like early on bleed into every area of our lives. So what is the most common mindset struggles that you see in the people that you help and coach? Mm -hmm. Well, I have to work hard for my money is definitely the number one. Yeah. And, you know, I hear often, I'm working with leaders and entrepreneurs primarily, and, and I should be further along. Like just this like complete self-judgment and impatience with the process, their own process, Mm. not even understanding that they're in a process or they're having a process (laughs) (laughs) and, and the lack of self-acceptance of where they are and, and therefore then just blocking their ability to really receive that. Mm -hmm. That's another really, really big one. Um, avoiding. Yes. Avoiding. I, I did a study several years ago with women entrepreneurs specifically, and found that more than 50% of women entrepreneurs are what I call money avoiders. So in some way, shape or form, right? Now, the majority of those avoiders, it's very obvious because they have no idea how much money they have, how much money they're making, right? How much money, what their expenses are, what their profit margins are. They don't know some of the like basic highlight dashboard numbers that one needs to understand in your business. Mm -hmm. They don't have their taxes filed or they're behind in some way, or they've got a shoebox full of receipts tucked away in a dark closet somewhere that they're like, no, I don't want to deal with that. And they go drop it off at the accountant at the end of the year. And, you know, they receive something in the mail that they tuck away somewhere, you know, that's called a tax return at some Mm -hmm. point. Right. And they have no idea. Um, and now I'm completely exaggerating this on some level. And yet that's exactly what I've seen so much of. And it's amazing that one is willing to get behind the driver's seat of their business car and drive with a blindfold on. Like mm. what happens, Vanessa, when we drive with a blindfold on? Horrendous things, accidents. <laughs> Yeah, death. like <laughs> death. Exactly. Yeah. I don't worry. Like at the at the the least, it's gonna be yeah. some kind of fender bender that's gonna yeah. cost you like thousands of dollars, right? And like worst case scenario is you're going over the cliff that you, because you didn't know that there was a turn in the road because you couldn't see it, mm-hmm. and so you didn't turn the wheel, and so you just went off the cliff, right? Mm-hmm. Or that, you know, there's like a dashboard that's blinking red and it's like, hello, pull over. We need to be serviced here. You know, yeah. something's not going right. But if you're not paying attention because you're avoiding numbers, because maybe you're telling yourself that I don't, I'm not good with math. I don't, I'm not good with money. I don't understand it. It freaks me out. And so therefore just, nope, I'm putting a blindfold on. I can pretend like it. I don't need to know. Yeah. Well, well you do. And, and so avoiding in some way, shape or form, um, that's also avoiding shows up with pricing. Like, how are we pricing ourselves? Or, you know, if we have a job, like, are we really asking for that raise? Mm -hmm. Are we really like showing the evidence of like why and what and telling and communicating that story? I know we have a mutual friend, Dr. Grace Lee, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, she, she does a lot of this work with people um, and helping them like be confident um, in the workforce. So, you know, how are we, how are we being with the money? 
conversation, the dialogue, how, what are our physical behaviors? So much of it often is about avoiding. We're yeah. avoiding our money. We're avoiding our emotions and we're avoiding and like running, trying to run away from, I should say our thoughts. Yeah. And yet they're always just right there. Yeah. And I can definitely say from personal experience that um, avoiding, especially with money issues and like before coming to work with you was very nervous about, (laughs) about everything to do with money and finances and money mindset and stuff. And I discovered that that was the thing that was making me the most anxious because that um, anxiety again, bled into every area of my life. And, but now I see like, yeah, the more you avoid, the more anxious you're going to get. So why don't you just do something about it? Like, this is me talking to myself. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When it, when it gets to the point where you can actually begin to see this for yourself, you also start to see what's possible for yourself. Yes. And I think, you know, that's what you've, that's what you've healthfully attached to as well. It's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. get it. Okay. It's going to take me a little bit like of time to reprogram myself here. Yes. You know, so yeah. let me have my process. Let me exact myself exactly where I am. Let me get into the integration practice room and field because anything where we become masterful at, it's going to take a little time to practice mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a step-by-step. Okay. I do this a little bit every day. I'm mm-hmm. a little bit more aware here. Um, and we're, yeah, it's not going to be an overnight process for sure. <laughs> you are listening to A Journey with Vanessa Chu and my interview with money therapist Jennifer Love. I mentioned at the start of this episode that I was introduced to Jennifer at the beginning of the year. And for more on how my life has completely changed and on my experience with working with her, you can check out my episode, Letting Go of Childhood Stories and Beliefs. Okay, back to the interview. So you touched up. A- on this a little bit before, but what do people get wrong? Like absolutely wrong about money, wealth, and success from what you've seen. What it, how we're defining it, how we're even holding it. Right. We, we see in large part now I'm completely generalizing. And there of course are many different definitions out there. I haven't seen a lot of great ones. And, but we often hold wealth as like, you know, what are the assets versus our liabilities, you know, that we have is like kind of this on tangible or on paper documentation of the dollars that, you know, we have or don't have. Well, okay, sure. That's a part of it. And that's an important part of this modern world and culture that we live in. Sure. But that's only part of it. In fact, I would argue that it's probably the least part of the equation, Mm. the greater part of the equation of wealth to me, and I call it living wealthy is how we're being, what's happening in our relationship with money and wealth. And that gets into all that psycho emotionality. Yeah. How much satisfaction and joy do we have in our life? Do we stop to savor in our life? Are we playing, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes I'll send clients out for what I call a day of play. I'm like, okay, no plan, no mm-hmm. cell phone, you know, you're not going to talk to anyone and you're just going to go out and you're going to go and wonder and play for like four to six hours with no plan. I love that. 
I and love they that. just, and they just like, and their minds are just like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's so uncomfortable because mm-hmm. we're un- so uncomfortable often just being with ourselves. Yes. And, and so, yeah, like we, that's our inner nature, our inner beingness, that wealth, that is about this one life that we have to live, not about how much fucking money do we have in the bank, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And I'm not downing money in the bank. I'm all for it, Mm -hmm. right? But those two are part of an equation and part of a dance that make up our ability, our capacity and our quality of living wealthy in this life, in this world. Mm -hmm. And so what are people getting wrong about money and success and wealth, how they're defining it, how they're holding it, and therefore how they're running their lives and crafting or designing their lives, or really, should I say how their lives are taking over and crafting them based on this bullshit definition. Mm -hmm. They're not really living. We're not really living. We're becoming more and more robotic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And we are definitely not robots. We're not robots. We're humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to um, take a quote from you from mm-hmm. one of your podcast episodes, the nature of money um, that I really, really liked. So you said um, we put so much meaning into money and our identity is so tied to money. So from your experience, why do we do that? Like, why, why are we linking our like who we are just to like the physical money itself well again this comes back to how we're associating how we're defining money and what it means oh i have arrived oh it Mm. means that i'm good enough oh it means that i'll be lovable oh it means that you know maybe dad will think i'm great now or you know, maybe the kids on, you know, down the block that made fun of me, you know, when we were poor, you know, I can show them. Right. Yeah. There's a status thing. There's a status piece to this. That's right. And, and so this is where, again, we want to pause and say, is this really how you want to live your life? Is this really what you want to live your life for Mm -hmm. is that truly your life purpose or is that emotional trauma that's been unprocessed that just needs to be digested and shitted out Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that you can feel okay again yeah and come back to what's true (laughs) So if our money stories um, and narratives that we've just like picked up and internalized, um, if those things are a mindset and just from working with you and from self-education for, you know, in the last 12 months for me, um, mindsets can be shifted. Mm-hmm. What piece of advice would you give somebody who is asking you like, listen, Jennifer, like I need to change my beliefs about money. Like, mm-hmm. like I need to just do a total switch up here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a few things. And um, I have a client, Tyler, actually, she's a co-producer on my show, the nature of money. She, she laughs. She says, I recommend that anyone go get a puppy. <laughs> 
So there's an internal joke with the clients and, and some of our, our groups and workshops and whatnot that, you know, I often recommend people getting a puppy <laughs> because training your brain is much like training a puppy. Mm. And if you like you, there's, there's actually a couple of primary things I'm going to ask you. Um, there are two primary things that you need in order to train a puppy. What are they, Vanessa? What's the first one? Um, patience. <laughs> Close. So first, so first we, we need to know what we want that puppy to do. Mm. Do mm-hmm. we want that puppy to go out into the backyard in a certain part of the backyard? Do mm. we want it to go in the side yard, the front yard? Like, where do we want this puppy to go? What do we want this puppy yeah. to do? So right? direction. Mm-hmm. So clarity about what it is that we even want to believe. Mm. Right. So, mm-hmm. so that becomes really important, but how do we even get to that? If we first don't even know that we need to shift directions, like, right. So it's, it's coming yeah. back to this first step is really the awareness piece. Yeah. Okay. Awareness. Hmm. A great question to start with is what am I avoiding? Because I'm afraid to look. Yeah. Juicy one. Or what am I, what do I not want other people to know about me or my money situation Mm-hmm. and why right so just starting there begins to take you down this path of unpacking well what's there in the first place okay so now i need to begin to flip the script by understanding well one what do i want to know what do i want to believe is true right that's where the puppy analogy comes in really great because well if we know what we want it to believe what, it, what we want it to do, then we can take it out to that part of the yard mm-hmm. every single day, multiple times a day. Right. And, and what's next is that patience, that consistency, right. To just do it over and over and over again, to choose that thought over and over and over again, mm-hmm. but to even distinguish between the thoughts that we have that are true and not true. We're walking around with tons of beliefs about ourselves that aren't even true. Yeah. So we've got to distinguish between those and, and, and we can compost the ones that aren't true and we can flip the script on the ones that are true so that we can see the truth of what's really underneath that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, wait a minute. I'm a slow learner or I'm not really good at money can become the story of actually, I just really take the time that I take and I, I do it right the first time so that I don't have to keep coming back and figuring this shit out. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I'm really sad can become actually I have a heart that's wide open, feels deeply, right? And so we can begin to look at the truth of what's underneath those true beliefs to the core of it, to find the wholesomeness in it Mm. so that we can transmute it. Because when we're walking around with what is actually true, when we hold ourselves with that, and that's where that self-acceptance and that confidence really ushers in well, then so many more things become possible for us. Well, then hmm, we can begin to get curious 
we can begin to get creative. We begin to begin to have fun. Mm -hmm. And possibility and money and wealth likes to hang out energetically with fun, with creative, with truth. So it's flipping the script by understanding what's there, by having the discipline to train our puppy brain and finding the truth underneath mm. what's there. I'm going to throw this last question at you that I've been wanting to ask you for a really long time, but haven't had the chance to. Um, in one of our group sessions I had with you earlier this year, it was like March, you said something that really piqued my interest, um, that sex, money, and power are always related. And I hope I'm not mis misquoting you, but I think you said, something like, if I looked at your financial spreadsheets, I'd probably know what's going on in the bedroom. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, that's so fascinating. I would love for you to tell me. <laughs> and I've heard that before, how, you know, it's the triad, right? Sex, money, and power always related. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do our money stories affect our sex lives and the power that we feel we have or don't have over certain things in our life? Yeah, so it is a triad. I see money as kind of this energetic representation of how we are holding ourselves as valuable, mattering or mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. right? So it's this sense of like value in ourself and in exchange in the world, right? Well, what is sex? Sex is really a representation to me of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Right. Our ability and willingness to be open, to share ourselves, to allow someone else to receive someone else to really in their expression, mm. right? In that in that container. And what is power? It's certainly not how most of the world holds it, I believe. Power is really like real power is grounded in our belly and in our hearts in alignment with then our brain, right? It's this synchronous, it's this symphony, which really expresses itself through this empowerment, like the upside of it, right? And how we are allowing stuff to flow through us. Well, how is money and sex related? How, how can I look at someone's spreadsheet, someone's financial statement and know what's happening in the bedroom because I can see how tight they are, mm. how open they are, how they're valuing themselves, how they're, are they allowing themselves to receive or not receive? I can tell them how open they are with their partner, even to some degree, how often mm. they're engaging in intimacy, how mm -hmm. intimate are they willing to be with themselves by what their spreadsheet is telling me? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. How they're spending, how they're spending money, mm -hmm. what they're spending it on mm. tells me all kinds of information about how they're not only being with their own personal value, but as a result of that, because that's so connected to our level and ability to be open and in intimacy into mm -hmm. me, I see Right. How willing am I to look into myself, which is the greatest intimacy of them all, 
to then allow someone else to look into me. If I'm avoiding my numbers and I don't know them, I can tell you what's happening in the bedroom. Mm. You're not having important conversations about what you actually like and don't like. Mm-hmm. You're not having conversations about important sexual topics. Mm-hmm. Because you're so uncomfortable with your own value and who you are. Yeah. Or are you railroading? Right. I could keep going on on this topic, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <but> <laughs> we have all the time in the world. <laughs> but, you know, it, they really are very related, sex, yeah. money, and power. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on today that you feel um, inspired to share with us? Hmm. I think what's really coming to me right now is an invitation, an invitation to see how quiet and how still you can be and how long you can sit in that space, meeting yourself Mm. to really just look. How long can you do that? How quiet can you be to just sit and look and be with yourself? That's my invitation. That's my challenge. That's my dare. Because in that, you get to meet your wealth builder. You get to meet how you're stewarding your life, how you're stewarding your ability to live wealthy. Jennifer, um, yeah, you're just so lovely and so insightful. And I'm, I'm really... Like, I really do believe things happen for a reason. And I'm, again, I'm so, so grateful that I had um, and still have a chance to work with you. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just been so great. And, and I've learned so much about myself and where I can be and, you know, taking the steps to get there. Um, and yeah, just thank you again for taking your time to share your insight and come on my podcast. Um, before we wrap up, though, I, how can people find you online um, to learn more about what you do and if they want to work with you as well? Mm-hmm. Well, it's my pleasure to be here with you. You're always such a joy to be with. Uh, yeah, you can come over to um, jenniferlove.com. We've got the Living Wealthy quiz there. You can kind of see, you know, give get your own assessment of where you are right now and what may be the next right step for you. Uh, our workshops are there and over on Instagram, um, the Jennifer love. I love to play with folks on Instagram. And is there anything that you're currently working on that you'd like to share? Mm, well, I know I there's got, one. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's two actually. So the nature of money, we've got the nature mm-hmm. of money, um, on iTunes, We've got season two that we're working on right now. Very excited. Season one has already dropped. Uh, And 100 days of manifesting Mm -hmm. is coming up at the end of September. So that's our workshop for really opening yourself and calling in what it is that you want um, in your life. And I am super excited for this because we're doing it in sync with the moon Mm. Um, so we start on the September harvest moon. So, and we're doing it the harvest season. So it's really like the ideal time and, uh, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's fun. It's a lot of challenge. It's a lot of like, um, 
putting yourself out there in a whole new way. It's a lot of action, right? There's going to be a lot of action through this workshop series and a lot of really deep support in community mm. um, through it. So I'm excited. Awesome. And is that something they can find on your website as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. Please follow Jennifer Love on social media, um, Instagram, the Jennifer Love. Follow and subscribe and listen to her podcast, The Nature of Money. It's so insightful and it's, I always find it's packed full of good stuff that will really open your eyes to see money and wealth and success in a different way. And again, thank you, Jennifer, for your time today. I really appreciate that so much. Big hug, love. For more on Jennifer Love, how to work with her, plus her contact info and social media handles again, check out the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any questions or comments about anything you've heard, or you have a topic idea you'd like me to cover, my email address is hello at vanessachuchiu.com. Next week, I'll be chatting with Rebecca Wiener-McGregor, who is a transformational hypnotist and a money mindset coach. And we're going to be talking about the topic of fear and how we can use fear to our advantage.